0: Aram with you. Uh, got a guest in studio now. Um, he's a big known celebrity. He's uh, hilarious. He's a movie star. He's a TV star. Um, but I claim ownership. My fandom precedes all of this fame and uh, fortune. He is Colin Quinn. He joins us in studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend. And the reason I, I claim my fandom to you is um, in 1990 or 91, my English teacher, Miss Dove, somehow decided to get approval to take us to a field trip from Connecticut to New York City to see the taping of uh, an MTV show called Remote Control. And as a field trip, I saw you for the first time, and um, I don't want to say I fell in love, because that was what I was doing with Kari were, but um, I definitely started <laughs> yeah. digging you during the remote control yields. Welcome to the show. I am honored to have you here.
1: Thanks, Mark. That was quite a that was. A- <laughs> Quite a first quite a long walk to get over here, but I've never I've never walked in a longer office in my life.
0: Well, we have it's a, a
1: it's the longest office you've ever seen in your life, folks. It's there's like, a long hallway. It's here. like five football fields.
0: Are you out of breath? You want to? You want to?
1: No, but it was really. I kept waiting for it to stop, and it kept going.
0: Um, you, get, you get a little exercise on the market. here. Yeah,
1: that was eighty, probably eighty nine. You saw it. Was it eighty nine? Was it a tough
0: neighborhood? No it was uh midtown maybe I don't remember exactly it was it was quite one a- was
1: midtown one was uh yeah
0: it was a smaller studio I was surprised at the uh, yeah the smallness of the studio but as as a high school kid I mean that was there was nothing better than going to see a taping of. Of, of remote control. Yeah. How did yeah. that come about? How did you get that gig? Just my voice. I mean, I
1: thought it was because of my stand-up comedy, but it was just they wanted to... They thought it was funny that an announcer would have a voice like <laughs> mine.
2: I thought it was my artistic <laughs> talent, but apparently
1: the joke was
0: on me. That's fantastic. Um, so that that is i mean just a minor blip on your huge career um i, I guess you, if you're walking down the street you're walking down our long hallways most folks are are recognizing you from saturday night live is that the, is that the big thing people know yeah but from?
1: remote was a big uh, was a big one too remote draw was big only everybody like you say under 20 mm-hmm. everybody knew who i was and over 20 nobody knew
0: what was the name of the host there ken over ken over what's he doing you still he, keep he a touch passed of away
1: him? he died a couple he of years did now. really yeah
0: Foot and yeah. mouth, right there. Man, <laughs> nice, sorry, nice no, right.
1: no, no. And I saw Kyrie at the funeral. Uh-huh. She looks the same. She looks amazing. She was amazing. She has hot. great
0: jeans. Amazingly hot. She's
1: got three kids, and she looks great.
0: Excellent. Well, good to hear. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of Saturday Night Live, um, the the 40th anniversary, you were live tweeting it, which was like Hilarious. the greatest thing ever. Uh, talk about the, this! What it was like doing that uh, 40th anniversary, and well,
1: and it was like. Um, it was like a reunion for us. I mean, like I said, I was saying before, like you'd see these celebrities sitting next to you, like I don't know who Bradley Cooper or Michael mm-hmm. Douglas, but meanwhile you're like, Oh my God, there's the uh there's the sound guy
2: <laughs> when I was
1: there. It's like you like all the memories for us were like more personal than the big picture, you know? What I mean? Yeah. I mean it was fun to see a show that was about the big picture, but but it was mm-hmm. more like I've met all those people before, so it was more like that kind of stuff was more impressive to me.
0: Yeah, that was, um, I I watched the entire uh, special, and I couldn't help not looking in the crowd, like looking at the stars in the crowd. I know, Normally you see, you know, tourists coming in for the taping, and you've got like major superstars in the audience. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, even when I was on there, there was always a few stars you'd be in there. In the back, you like, "Oh my God, who's that?" But they never sat in the audience yeah. like that. Sat where they belong, humbly with their hands folded, enjoying the show.
0: So let me ask. Let me ask. As a New York guy, um, what was it like, you know, joining the SNL uh, series and and, and being it close great.
1: to that? It was great. It was. I mean, because like you said, I was from there too. But I mean, the comedy it was just wild. It was so real to be involved there. You know, to be involved in that place was was weird
0: and did you get the, the that gig because of just your voice or is it more of no no cast? that was more like
1: I was hired as a writer actually I was not for my voice so I was hired as a writer there and then just when I was there things happened
0: so when you when you were writing who was the cast that you started writing for uh, first-
1: Will, Sherry, uh, Molly, uh, Anna those are the Jim Brewer uh, Chris Katam came in after six months I think um, uh, Norm uh, you know those people
0: all right. Colin Quinn in studio is at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets available, Jamie? Uh, yes,
3: 404 252 uh, 5233. That's laugh if you are an alphabet dialer or punchline.com. <laughs> now, this is, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the news the Punchline moving locations. Yes, um, of course. This will,
0: this will be the, your, your final appearance at the original Punchline. Yeah. Uh, bittersweet for you?
1: Totally. I mean, it's got such
0: great memories. It it's always had a great rep. It's one of those clubs that just
1: always had a great rep in comedy. In New York comedy, where,
3: mm-hmm.
1: well, I remember in the '80s, people going to the is the greatest, you know, and um, so it's just one of those clubs that has. Right now, it's it's the last of any of the clubs that were really the clubs that made comedy what it is today.
0: Yeah, and it's it's bittersweet for us here in Atlanta, but Jamie, I'm sure, is going
3: to find a a fantastic new spot to continue Everybody the tradition. Keeps, you know, <laughs> my me have uh, second thoughts and regrets, and you know. Do you have second thoughts or regrets? I don't know. I mean, d- you know when we talk about it, it's it is. It's a hard I'll uh, put my Dr. Laura hard, hat on for a second. It's a hard thing. What, are you,
0: what are your feelings on this?
3: It's tough, you know, seeing uh, my friends like Colin and coming to town and, you know, we're kind of having one last EP at on stage and you know, it it does in some respects mark the uh not the end of an era, but there are very few road clubs That are still in their original locations. uh, Yeah, there's none I can think of. Peak period, you know. So, you know, I'm I'm like the Lorax, standing (laughs) on my tree, saying, (laughs) you know, not everybody needs it to need. Colin (laughs) Quinn at the Punchline (laughs) this weekend. A bucket list. You got
0: to go see him. You got to go see him at the original Punchline location. Does your comedy play well in Atlanta, in the South?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's not really southern uh you know i feel like the south and the north it's like the whole country so you know i don't want to say generic But we all yeah, yeah we all listen to the same thing everybody's on twitter everybody's on facebook everybody's watching the same tv shows so it's kind of a, you know and i mean there's still differences in southern northern people mm-hmm. but um you know but not not not
0: laughs or laughs
1: no, no. I mean, I think we should move the club in here, actually. <laughs> <There's so laughs> it's <much space>. intimate. <laughs> but I mean, laughs are laughs to an extent. But yeah, yeah I, think there's de- I think there's definitely a different mentality. It, has, the has there ever
0: North been a, a city or a region or, or a specific club where it just didn't work, your stuff just didn't go across?
1: Yeah. Um. It's Hollywood, Florida.
3: <laughs> really?
1: Like, yeah. Like something about <laughs> Miami and Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> I mean, I do great in West Palm Beach, all these other places, because yeah. they're all from New York, you know. But Hollywood, Florida, just, I don't, know if everybody's, I don't know what's going on. I was just like, I started yelling at them one night. It was the worst week of my life. I go, do you understand the problem? I go, the problem with Florida, South Florida, is you people wanted to move, live the American dream mm-hmm. that most people work 40 years, then they retire. Only you didn't retire. You just moved first. <laughs> and you got jobs as part <laughs> And they all start cheering i go you moved for the american dream when you were 22. yeah i said you already started the party the retirement party and they all start cheering that's funny but it was just uh, they just it was just people having fun but it's not good for me i was i was Standard. in
0: hollywood last month for the first time at the you casino are, down there that's where i was yeah. doing it,
3: at the casino
0: yeah it was a nice casino
3: <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's an odd it's an odd uh it's like in the shadow of the landing pattern for the fort lauderdale yeah
0: airport. yeah yeah of, yeah like,
3: very weird
0: all right so i Write that down. Don't. But maybe, but that
1: and. was 10 years ago. Maybe it's gotten better.
0: No, it's the same. I, I ate lunch at the Hooters there. It's, it's still. They still have a Hooters there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I remember the first time I went to Hooters. I might have been down here. Enjoy, it was either here, the Hero, Florida. And I was like, what? A place that's like so overtly, like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> shocked. Because New York, they would never have had a Hooters. They had a Hooters. A Hooters came in the 90s. Yeah. But even then, it was kind of kitschy, you know? But I was like, wow. I couldn't believe it. And those girls are coming up Hooters. I was like, shocked. <laughs>
0: very shocking to me. Colin Quinn joins us in studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend. Um, Speaking of, let's speak of southern establishments like Hooters. I don't know if you saw this in the news. Chick-fil-A opening up. In uh, New York. Massive. I'm dubious that it's going to be successful in New York. Have have you had Chick-fil-A and what do you think it's going to be? Yeah,
1: it's good. Um, Do I think it's going to be? Yeah, it'll probably be very successful in New York. I mean, as long as there's no controversy attached to it
0: (laughs) um yeah i can't imagine it not being successful i don't know i just i mean i like chick-fil-a fine enough um but i I, it's not something i go crazy over and i just don't see my yankee brethren losing their nuts over uh, a chicken sandwich with a pickle on it like
1: they'll love it believe me but the only problem is where's it going to be like if they put it in the in chelsea or the gay neighborhood then (laughs) then they're
0: just asking for trouble (laughs)
1: then they're just trying to start a fight Uh, soho but it depends well it's now soho (laughs) first of all soho is it's not even most of manhattan is not even neighborhood most of manhattan is just foreign tourists with Mm -hmm. a lot of money from god knows where from everywhere all over the globe whoever has money in that country they go to soho they go to manhattan buy apartments and their kids go to NYU, and they just go shopping in Soho.
0: Are, do you still live in New York?
1: Yeah, I live in downtown.
0: Okay, so here's a question. I moved down from New York in 96, and I go up, you know, as much as I can. Right. What, so there's uh, 30,000 Starbucks in New York City right yes. now. What used to be in those places where these Starbucks popped up? Like, what did they put out of business to put in the Starbucks? What are we missing now that we did, we had in 96?
1: Um, there was like r- run down luncheonettes.
0: is that what remember it, luncheonettes yeah. those were cool. um, the little coffee shops
1: no, there were no there were a couple of coffee shops, yeah. but but New York was kind of over by them by the eighties, yeah, really, but I mean, those kind of places, you know what I mean? but it was like uh, yeah, I would say it was a lot of it was a lot of um uh, little stores, but, but but people forget everybody wanted to leave New York, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like they kicked them out back in those days, yeah, sure, they kind of made. You know, New York come back, but it, unfortunately, part of the comeback is you lose all your uh, flavor.
0: Colin Quinn in studio, um, and there's a, there's actually a Walmart in Manhattan now, right? In the city, there's a Walmart, which I find, where I don't know Upper East, maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, maybe by the Upper East, right? Yeah. But again, all those stores like that, that you know, that guys like me hate because we're like, no, it's New York's dead, yeah. you know. But at the same time. <laughs> The people that lived in that neighborhood are like, hey, it's better than the you know, the yeah. crack house that was here. It's better than the abandoned building. So sorry you don't like Walmart, but we prefer that to we, what we have.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's nice to look from the highway and go, oh, the glamour of the taxi driving years is it's gone, <laughs> but you know, for the people <laughs> he, that live there. Can
0: you hang out on one more second? We'll be right back. This is the, the Mark Aram Show.
3: Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ready or not, here I come.
0: All right, welcome back to the show Colin Quinn at in studio. He's you've heard of life hacks. Have You ever heard of life hacks, Jamie? I have. All right, do you have a good hack? I of have my a good life? hack and I want to I want to bounce it off Colin. Life hack is something like a little tip to help make life easier. Okay. Some of them I
3: admittedly if you've watched seem more complex than just doing yeah, it Yeah, right it's usually like mm-hmm. household
0: stuff like yeah. if your room stinks, put a dryer sheet over your air conditioner it'll make the room smell As opposed to cleaning things. Yeah exactly. (laughs) So my buddy came (laughs) up with life hack, and I'm reminded of it as you in studio. So back in the day we used to go up when I lived in New York we'd go up to Harlem to buy stuff that wasn't legal. Right. And it was safe for these you know white kids from Connecticut to go because we were there, everyone knew we were there to buy stuff. Right. So we could walk through the streets safely. So my buddy was telling me about a life hack a, a, a mutual acquaintance of ours got robbed at uh, knife point here in Atlanta and he said my buddy Nolan said if that ever happens again just throw up your hands and be like whoa 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 I'm here to buy drugs man and the robber will either still rob you or he'll be like oh let me take you to Hector or he'll actually sell you drugs on the spot I thought that was pretty ingenious
3: like so rather than be the victim of a crime Commit a crime, like, yeah, criminal, criminal. yeah. Be like, "Whoa, oh, don't rob good. me! I'm that's here to buy idea. drugs." Yeah. That right. Save, your, save your cell phone, and your defense? credit card I don't know,
0: but I'm gonna try it if I'm Loss ever robbed. Pretty good.
3: this is a defensive drug purchase. <laughs> okay, I I only. No, no you like you sh- act shocked. Like you, I'm here to buy drugs, man. You're not
0: robbing me. So at the worst, you buy a twenty bag instead of losing all your money, your iPhone, your wallet, whatever. I think it's pretty genius to be like at least gives you a small out yeah it gives you a chance to I, I think
3: that it uh makes it implausible that you also have no cash on you
0: no you have 20 bucks to buy right okay.
1: no but he say, he's saying he's saying the underground economy Trump that you don't they're gonna be like oh i don't want to mess up drug business because somebody will kill me exactly uh, so right. i better leave this guy alone
3: yeah the worst
0: case scenario is you're still getting robbed but you've got a 66 percent chance now that you only have to
3: buy twenty dollars worth of weed or whatever. I'm going to suggest that that's probably not going to make the <laughs> life hack list. I mean,
1: exactly. But I also, I also like the fact that you added the street lingo. I'm here to buy drugs, man. At the
0: end. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's not that's not appropriate anymore. Yeah, I think it is, but right. I don't know what um, else we
1: would say. You can't say you can't overdo it and be like I'm here to buy drugs, money. He's gonna be like, oh, we're just money. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, let's we're actually robbing you. Yeah. Now we're gonna now we're gonna stab you and rob you. But what do you do if he says I don't lesson. believe
0: you?
1: You go. Nah. <laughs> all right, I'm here to
3: kill somebody. <laughs> you think, think other step it up, I got I'm here to kidnap somebody. Smoke it here.
1: <laughs> right. What if the guy does that, and then the guy makes you try it there, and then yeah. they see, you know he becomes a coke addict? Too.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: not one day. He doesn't he just lose yeah. his. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a way to lose his
0: house. You started family. started doing. How'd you start? into getting the heroin? Well,
3: it was well, a life <laughs> hack. Tried to hack
0: my life. All right, we got to run news, weather, and traffic. Uh, Colin Quinn, thank you so much. Thanks, Continued success. I didn't Coast even have a to chance to ask you about um, the Larry Sanders show. We'll do that next time. Oh, well. your classic episode. Yeah. <laughs> news, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Aram show. I'm WSB's Mark, Mark Aram. Aram. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is on alert, alert. with immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic, traffic red alert. alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. No animals were harmed during the making of the Mark Aram Show. <laughs> The white and the blue. Welcome back to the show. It's Mark Aramet. You are back in Call Till Midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Next hour, even though it's a Wednesday, Little Sanjay is going to be with us with uh, Would You Rather? uh, You're not going to believe this, uh, Longori and Loti. So uh, Lonely Tailgater usually joins us on Wednesday with uh, Blessed or Not Blessed. Right, right. He had to bail out today. I'm gonna read you the text I got from him. Uh, my phone's way over here. So this, is, and I'll, I'll show you the picture if you want to come in and see it. Um, but if if you are weak of the stomach, you don't want to see the picture he sent. <laughs> I
4: Absolutely want to see it.
0: Um, I do you want to? So this is the text I get with him. Um, it's a picture, and attached to the picture it says, "Hey, comma, I have hand, foot, and mouth disease." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> here is a pic of hands. Sores in my mouth are worse. Talking is a chore, so I might need to pass tonight. <laughs>
4: Does he oh, have wow. leprosy?
0: Uh, he's, he called it hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah, there's something like that. I thought that was like for horses or something. No, there's something That's like that an for kids. People thing. I yeah. thought that was like a. He got it from his daughter's yeah, friend. It's kids. He said his daughter's friend mm. gave him a cookie. What? <laughs> like handed him a cookie and spread this hand. The the picture he sent of his hand is the grossest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I believe kids get it, like small kids. It's, you know, it's just... So you've heard of it long ago. Oh, yeah, it's just from, you know, having, you know, being kids, yeah. you know, having dirty hands, putting in your mouth. So Tailgater's out. He's on the he's on the disabled list. But uh, little Sandre because we were off yesterday, is going to join us with... Uh, uh, kids Woody are Ratter. just like... Yeah. I'll show you the picture during the break. It's awful. I'm not tweeting out the picture. Don't, <laughs> you don't, should. Don't no. Google it. This is vile. Yeah, don't Google it. It's really bad. Anywho, uh, we're discussing the uh, the nation's obsession with vests. V-E-S-T-S. Why do you wear a vest? I was not raised in a vest-wearing household. I don't understand the logic behind them. Um, sell me on it. Sell me on why you wear a vest in 2015. 404 eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB talk. Joey's in Gainesville. Joey, you're on the Mark Aram show.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? What up, buddy? Hey, just uh driving home from work as a matter of fact and enjoying this liquid sunshine we got going on out here.
0: Amen, brother. So what are you uh you're a vest wearer?
4: Uh absolutely as a matter of fact I got one on right now.
0: All right, so why do you enjoy the vest?
4: Well the thing about it is is that my arms don't really ever get cold mm-hmm. uh but it's just one of those things that I mean, you can dress it up or you can dress it down. No matter, I wear one to work. So, what kind of
0: vest are you wearing right now, Joey?
4: Uh, it's a full zip Columbia fleece vest. I wear it. Uh, I work in an emergency room. So
0: mm-hmm. I like to
4: keep it cold.
0: So it's and, a it's uh, a heavier vest. It's a it's a it's a keep your warm vest. It's it's just kind of a keep your core warm kind of vest. All right, but it's 65 degrees right now. Isn't that too warm for a vest?
4: Well, I mean, it's warm outside, yeah. But whenever yeah. I get into uh, once I get into the emergency room where I work, it, they they like to keep it, you know, fifty degrees plus, uh, plus or minus a degree or two.
0: Interesting. So, so what at what point do you do you say it's too cold for a vest? I've got to wear a regular jacket.
4: Well, whenever it gets down, I'm kind of with the caller earlier that once it gets down below like the mid thirties, then I'll probably throw a jacket
0: on yeah and then it gets when when do you stop wearing a vest like how warm
4: uh well like right now if it were if i were just outside i would probably not have the vest on
0: did you grow up as a kid wearing vests
4: you know as a kid wear uh as a kid growing up uh i hated wearing vests my parents tried to get me to wear them (laughs) i was like you know i don't i don't really feel that i'm either wearing a jacket or long sleeve
0: yeah yeah i just i never maybe if i was young and my parents got me vests, got me into vests early on. I don't think I ever owned a vest until a month ago, and I got two of them. And I, 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 they, they're they sitting in my closet right now. I have no idea what to do with them. Give them to some old folks. Give them to a bum. Old people wear vests. Do old Is that an old person thing? Yeah. I see young I mean, people around the station wearing them.
4: I don't, well, I mean, I guess they say everything's Chris Egan,
0: the, director, the program director of B98.5, wears them daily. Jay Black does. Does he? Doesn't he? He wears the sweater vest. That doesn't. We're not talking about those no. things. That's a whole other. That's all. a whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole other psychiatric issue that people have. Uh, David's in Woodstock. David, you're on the Mark Aram show.
2: Hey, Mark. What's going on? What up, David? Nothing much. Hey, man. I'm I'm from South Georgia. I just up here delivering a load of hay in Woodstock. Uh, I'm a farmer, and I like listening to your show. I think it's uh, really entertaining. What what
0: uh, uh what are you getting for hay these days?
2: Well, if you feed it to horses, about
0: eight dollars. Okay, and if you feed yeah. it to Longoria, how much?
2: I probably I probably
0: <laughs> give Longoria a few bales. So I so again I, I knew I'm glad you, you brought this up. So I was watching some uh, TV shows, like a reality TV show about people living in Alaska. Uh
3: huh.
0: And one of the guys, um, you know, has a farm and he's got horses and and cows and everything, and he had to make hay. Um, for the ho- for the horses and the cows for winter, yeah. And he and I learned the the reasoning behind make hay while the sun shines. Do you do you understand okay. that?
2: I, I listen to me. I've been trying to deliver to these folks <laughs> up here all winter, so you can imagine what my job's been like. We ain't had no sunshine.
0: But because you can't you can't get the hay wet is basically what it is, right? That's right. that makes
2: it it's not as good,
0: then. I never knew what that expression meant. That's what it means. That means
2: when it's dry, you got to go. You better
0: make your damn hay right now. It's dry out.
2: <laughs> got about 100 hours a week. Exactly. Hay season.
0: <laughs> all right, so as a haymaker, are you a vest-wearing haymaker or no?
2: Yeah, I never wore one, to my wife bought me one of these new Eddie Bauer lightweight, some kind of Italian goose down or something to come in the mail, you know. And and, and and I couldn't even fill it in the package. It was so light. Yeah. I didn't realize when you put a coat on, I wouldn't wear a vest by itself. But now, when it's cold, I put the vest on undercoat because wearing two coats, when we farm, we're out in the Elements all day long. Sure. And so uh, I, it was amazing to me when I put the vest on.
0: So you put coat, a vest like on. An
2: oven. I you, mean, yeah, literally.
0: You put the vest on and then a coat on over the vest.
2: That's right. I've got some Columbia vests and all that stuff. She's had me now. I think those are just for looks. But man, that Eddie Bauer, I'm telling you that. That, that makes sense to me. Ever.
0: Now that I understand, if you want yeah. extra warmth, but that's I just don't. It
2: was. That's it. Now, yeah. I mean, that's really the gist of it, right there. I mean, if you're wearing it, you know, reading, you're just trying to be cool, I would guess.
0: Yeah. See, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head, David. I think people are doing it just to look cool. I, is does that is that a cool look? I'm so out of it. Low-T, you're uh, single. Yeah. No. Does Hot Neighbor ever say, ooh, Chuck, wear a vest? Can't no. wear a vest. Mm. And nothing but a vest. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah, that is different. Make, no. it hay, make hay while the sun shines. Heck. Love that expression. Robert's in Atlanta. Robert, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, thanks, Mark. What's up, um, buddy? I remember as a kid wearing those, uh, when it was, it, a dowel um, or down um, jackets, mm-hmm. uh, winter jackets without the um, ar- arm sleeves. Yeah. And I Also think- known as a vest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> down jacket yeah. without a sleeve, also known as a vest.
4: Yes. Um, and it's. I think it's more stylish. I think John Denver um, also populated that uh, style. Um, I know... Um, and it's the idea is keep you warm while your arms are free during the winter. Time. I, but
0: I've never worn a uh, a jacket and said, "Oh, it, it, the only jacket I've ever seen that really impeded someone's arm movement was in a Christmas Story and Ralphie's little brother. <laughs> you remember that where he yeah. couldn't, couldn't put his arms? I've never had a jacket where I'm like, him, "Oh, my arms! <laughs> I need to free them." Oh. <laughs> That's funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember that movie, Christmas Story?
4: Oh yes. yeah, Very much so. That's
0: the only time I've ever seen someone wear a jacket. Uh, maybe Costanza wearing the big puffy jacket when yeah. he knocked over all the the bottles of wine. And the, uh <laughs> What about those jackets that you can unzip the sleeves and make it into a vest? That's, it might, you that's might as still, well be the Terminator at that point. I don't know what still... what's going on in your mind there. Then you got. Then you have. To, what do you do when you un? Then what do you do with the sleeves? Yeah. I don't know exactly put chuck in your back pocket that's like another hassle you don't need <laughs> just that i like, can't yeah, it's too much you don't need that evans in gainesville gainesville's big vest wearing country how are you buddy
2: what's going on man excellent dude there is absolutely no good reason to wear a vest unless you're trout fishing that's all i got to say on that note
0: i could see that because you want you need stuff to put your lures whatever
2: oh yeah oh man there's so many pockets you i keep bags in in the back of it all kinds of stuff dude
0: where where you go trout fishing, Evan? Are you um, a, a lake trout or streams?
2: No, no streams.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's what I go to the lake. Two
2: ADD.
0: You did the who so, the uh, what?
2: I get too bored at the lake.
0: Oh, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. You two
2: ADD like. They're... With the, with the stream, you always got something moving. Absolutely. Moving.
0: I, I grew up fishing for trout on the Nepog River in uh, northwestern Connecticut, and I'm with you. It, you're always doing something. If you're at a oh, lake, yeah. you know, you get bored. Absolutely right. All right, man. All right, Yo, Evan. Have a good night. I appreciate it. Preach, buddy. Uh, Darren's in Powder Springs. Darren, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how
2: you doing, buddy? What up, man? I got figure it figured out okay why you need a jacket with no sleeves
0: all
3: right My
2: dad used to work for the post office and they used to give him sweatshirts or short sleeve sweatshirts and the only thing i can think there is you can reach in your mailbox
0: so you don't need the sleeve would would uh limit how your access to the mailbox
4: that's the only thing i can think of
0: all right i'll, I'll take it i'll take it do mailmen wear vests I've seen a mailman man wear, like, those sweater vests, but, yeah. Again, Again. J. Black sweater vests are not in the conversation. Yeah. I don't even want to deal with... You own a sweater vest, Chuck? I did when I... I'm not Chuck, but I did when I was in junior <laughs> high. <laughs> you are not Chuck. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I owned one sweater vest in yeah. the early 2000s. I think my grandmother bought it for me. Or something. I bought it at Sears. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because
0: the only credit card I had was a Sears credit card. So I bought all my clothes at Sears. Yeah. And it was like, buy this shirt and you get a free sweater vest. I wore it for a couple months. got to go for that. Yeah. But a vest vest? I don't know. All right. We're coming back. Uh, defend your vest wearing activities, folks. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. 872 Trisha, Charlie, Russ, and Mimi. Let's get some ladies uh, involved in this. Do you like... A man wearing a vest. We'll start with that next. This is Mark Aram.
3: Mark
2: Aram on 95.5 and AM
3: 750. WSB.
4: Some men hunt for
0: sport, others hunt for food. The only thing
3: I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good.
0: Vest, see my vest, made from real gorilla chest. this sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. Welcome see back to the show, as 1053, as 7 in front of 11. We are discussing vests, of course. Why wouldn't we on the Mark Aram Show? Russ is incoming. Russ, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you on hold. I want to get some ladies on real quick. I'm sorry, Russ. I will get to you in a second. Mimi and McDonough. Mimi, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. What up, memes?
2: First of all... You are cracking me up just the way you say the word vest. It is just
4: hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Vest.
2: Yes. But anyway, I think for ladies, it's about fashion. Um, It's like a pair of earrings or, you know, an accessory.
0: So for ladies, it's not about um, function. It's about, you know, fashion.
2: Why? Because we have the different patterns
0: and, you know, the Mm -hmm. different colors. It's just. To me, it's about fashion, and 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 you also do that with scarves and hats and other accoutrement. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yes. But what, what about a dude wearing a vest? Are you into that or no? I
1: am. I think it's
0: cool. All right. I just, I just as a, as a man, and again, we we have a fifty-one degree swing in temperature between now and Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I don't even know when I'd be like, oh, I need this is this is when I need to wear my vest put it on mark (laughs) (laughs) just put it on just put it on i will i will put it on tomorrow tomorrow i will bring both vests to the show Cheryl lee in marietta Cheryl lee you're on the mark aram show how you
2: doing hello Uh, i think a man looks more handsome a lot of times with a vest with a two-piece suit or a three-piece suit
0: now uh, that's a different story that like uh, if you're wearing a three-piece suit and you got a vest on, that's not for function. That is like what we were talking about the last call. That's a fashion thing.
2: Yes, I was going to mention fashion too, but she did, and yeah. I also had in mind that it just makes a man, depending upon the man, uh, more handsome. You know. <laughs> I
0: understand. It's it's a more <laughs> dapper look. Now I've I own a number of suits. I don't own any three-piece suits, but with my tuxedo. I've got three different vests that I can make. i got a gray one, a, a black one, and a mix, mixed colored one. But I don't really wear them with the tuxedos anyway either. Uh, Trisha's in Dawsonville. Trisha, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. It's,
2: a, it's more about um, for physical reasons and for function. Uh, back in the 90s, the Department of Defense posted a study from the Navy when women first wanted to join the forces. And when men are in cold, adverse situations... The body forces the blood to the extremities, to the arms and to the legs, so that you can keep moving, keep fighting, keep hunting, keep doing what you need to do to survive in the cold. With women, it's the exact opposite. The body forces the blood to the core, to our center, to keep huh. our body alive. You know, we, we can live without an arm, but a man really can't live without an arm, as we originally were <laughs> designed. So that's actually a very functional thing to keep you from sweating. You can release your body temperature and keep it even.
0: So physiologically, men yeah. are going to get the blood to their extremities,
2: Yes, they are. And
0: women are not. So it makes sense for a woman or for a man to wear a vest, but not a woman to wear a vest.
2: It does help us because we actually have a body temperature naturally about a degree lower than you, mm-hmm. and we have less muscle, which means that we have less natural internal body heat. So it does help us, especially in the upper respiratory area, to wear a vest and keep us warmer for outside.
0: As always. Bringing science into the equation and the conversation certainly helps clarify things. Thank you so much for that. All right, Russ, I'm sorry. I, I kind of teased you there. You will be first up. Taylor, Nancy, and Joaquin. 404-872-0750. On Twitter, at Mark Arum. M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. We beat the, beat the, no, it's, the, shoe. the shoe? it's gotta be the shoes. Cause girlies, they clap.
2: They stand the dock, so boom, chocolate.